My name is Noah Hills. You can find me on Twitter at NoahMorePartys, and this is the Hero RB Show on the Campus to Canton podcast feed. Keaton Mitchell was a three-star running back in the recruiting class of 2020 who ended up signing with the East Carolina Pirates despite offers from Nebraska, West Virginia, and a whole host of Group of Five programs. As a true freshman in 2020, he had 518 yards and three touchdowns in a nine-game season, good for a 12.2% dominator rating, which comes in at the 48th percentile for first-year college running backs going back to 2007, which comes in at the 48th percentile for first-year college running backs who would go on to be drafted since 2007. He posted those numbers on a 3-6 East Carolina team that ranked in the 16th percentile, according to Bill Connolly's S&P Plus rating system. And given the team on which he played, and given the production he had on that team, Mitchell's true freshman season is most comparable to those of Ito Smith, Latavius Murray, Daryl Henderson, Ronnie Rivers, and D'Angelo Williams. Last season, Mitchell played a full schedule, had 1,385 yards from scrimmage and 10 touchdowns, and a 25.2% dominator rating that comes in at the 70th percentile on a 7-5 East Carolina team that was of 27th percentile quality, according to S&P+. And given his production on that team, the closest sophomore seasons to Keaton Mitchell's 2021 belong to Chris Johnson, Marcus Thomas, LaDainian Tomlinson, Alexander Madison, and Marlon Mack. As a runner, Keaton Mitchell has been super dynamic. On 150 carries per 12 games, a workload in the 47th percentile, and relative to teammates that collectively averaged 2.95 stars as high school recruits, and while seeing box counts that were slightly lower than those his teammates have run against, Mitchell has averaged 2.13 yards per carry greater than the collective other backs at East Carolina so far in his career. That's a 94th percentile mark, and it's almost a yard and a half greater than the yards per carry plus mark we would expect from an NFL quality running back in Keaton Mitchell's situation. He's also ripped off 10-yard runs at a 5.8% greater clip than the other backs at East Carolina in 88th percentile mark, and given the box counts that he's seen, the average carry for Mitchell has been worth 163% the output of the average carry for all non-Mitchell backs at East Carolina in the last two years. That's a 96th percentile box-adjusted efficiency rating, and while Mitchell's relative success rate, which measures how often he gains a requisite amount of yards, given down and distance, given the box counts that he's seeing, and relative to his teammates, while his mark in that area is just in the 54th percentile, it's still positive he's succeeding on his carries 2.7% more often than other backs on his team. And his ancillary metrics are also fairly impressive. Despite being, you know, less than 190 pounds, he's broken tackles at an above average rate in the 56th percentile, and he's converted his 10-yard runs into breakaway runs of 20 yards or more at a 42% clip, a breakaway conversion rate in the 91st percentile. Based on projections I'm making about uh, Mitchell's height and weight and making assumptions about his athleticism and given his performance in these various rushing efficiency metrics, the closest comps to Keaton Mitchell as a pure runner among running backs drafted since 2007 for whom I have like a legitimate amount of data for from which to make comparisons, the closest comps as a pure runner to Mitchell belong to David Wilson, Lake Seastrunk, Denard Robinson, Chris Thompson, and Jordan Todman. As a receiver, Keaton Mitchell has been relatively efficient, but not really used much or used dynamically. He's caught 19 passes per 12 games, um, a, a receiving workload in the 68th percentile, but only on a 28th percentile target share. So while he's catching passes at a high rate, he's not involved in the offense as a receiver overall, 
relative to, you know, the context of historical running back prospects. He's also not been used very dynamically, just split out wider in the slot just over 5% of the time. That's only in the 31st percentile and targeted negative 1.8 yards like backwards on average. That's an eight out in the 10th percentile. So he's catching very basic targets from almost exclusively out of the backfield, almost exclusively behind the line of scrimmage, like screens and swing passes and things like that. But he is catching a high percentage of his passes. His catch rate is in the 81st percentile. I don't think he has an issue with his hands, and he's been fairly efficient thus far in his career. 77th percentile in yards per target, 52nd in yards per reception, and his yak per reception numbers in the 87th percentile, 12.1 yards after the catch per reception. His closest comps right now as a receiver, given these metrics, are Jeff Wilson, Jermar Jefferson, Daniel Lasko, Chuba Hubbard, and Javante Williams. From a physical standpoint, Keaton Mitchell entered college at 5'9 and 170 pounds. He was listed at 5'9 and 181 as a true freshman. He's currently listed and was listed last season at 5'9 and 188 pounds. And based on historical weight gain patterns for eventual NFL running backs, I project that he'll be 5'9 and 196 pounds at his eventual NFL combine. He's also very fast. He's been measured at 22.5 miles an hour, um, even 22.6 miles an hour on runs in college. And right now, I'm assuming he runs like a 4-4 flat in the 40-yard dash. There's not a whole lot of other information out there about his you know, his, his vertical leap or his performance in, in agility drills and things like that. But based on his projected um, size, based on assumptions I'm making about his 40 yard dash time, the closest physical comps to Keaton Mitchell would be TJ Logan, Kenyon Barner, Justice Hill, Tyler Goodson, and Matt Breida. Right now, Keaton Mitchell is being ranked as the RB 77 in Debbie overall, and as the RB 32 in the class of 2023 per campus2canton.com. He's being drafted as the RB62 in Debbie overall and as the RB23 in the class of 2023. And I think the drafters are probably a little bit more in line with Keaton Mitchell's upside right now. He's going to be undersized. That's, that's you know, not really in question here. He could get over 200 pounds, but either way, he's going to be a sub 5'10 guy, very unlikely to be over 205 pounds at his eventual NFL combine. But he's a great athlete, at least a great straight line athlete, and he's able to leverage that into excellent rushing efficiency. You know, a little bit of boom bust quality to him there, but, you know, super dynamic in the open field, very efficient overall. He's really one of the most dynamic group of five running backs we've seen in a while. And I believe he's functional as a receiver, but the thing is that his size, he needs to be excellent in that area in order to be a fantasy relevant NFL contributor. If his production and his utility you know, in the things that he's able to do on the field, the ways in which he's deployed, if his production and his utility don't improve as a receiver from, you know, what we've seen as an underclassman to where he's at as an NFL prospect, if those things don't improve, I think Anthony McFarland is probably a decent floor for where he could end up as like a, an NFL contributor. You know, obviously the floor for anybody is that they just like don't make an NFL team and aren't anything. But if we're assuming that he's like an NFL level guy, Anthony McFarland, I believe, is his floor if he's not able to improve as a receiver. If he is able to do that, he could be like a Ronnie Hillman level dude in the NFL, you know, right around 200 pounds, super dynamic runner, functional as a receiver. You know, he could be, you know, kind of a tweener guy in that area who provides some fantasy utility as a, a, a flex play, a fill-in when, you know, the starter on his team goes down, things like that. But right now, the biggest thing for Keaton Mitchell is that he absolutely has to improve as a receiver.